BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Right, okay, hello everyone. Hello. Well, welcome to the pod blast. Welcome. Uh change of pace, we're doing the um the musical season, aren't we? That's mm-hmm. it's nice. Have you seen the, the picture that it did? I have not. Oh that pretty one. Yeah. Oh yes, it's beautiful. It's nice, isn't it? It is, I was admiring it. <laughs> we watched The Hunt, didn't we? Oh, that was brilliant. Brilliant. What a film. Isn't it out of nowhere? What a film. Really? <laughs> I'm going to start doing that when the kids wind me up. <laughs> I'm feeling, uh, so I'm going to. Uh. <laughs> you haven't had your green vegetables. <laughs> it's a great film, isn't it? It's absolutely amazing. It's silly, completely. Uh, it's, um, it's almost a, a comedy. Well, it's a, it is, it's isn't like it? A black it's a com- comedy. comedy horror. Yeah. And it's on Netflix. It's been on there for a while. I watched it, I think, the beginning of the year. And I knew, oh, I've got to watch this again at some point. I think it's brilliant. I can't wait to introduce it to my eldest. She's going to love it. Yeah. The other thing we watched was Stranger Things, of course. Yeah, we did. And there's like TikToks now with people... um, with music, you know, like, I don't know, modern music, and then they shout, this is music, and it's, you know, Sweeney Todd or Cats or yeah. you know, stuff everyone likes. People are getting into Eddie Metal. Eddie Metal. <laughs> I have to say, I told one of my best friends who I've been seeing Metallica with, you have to watch it. Have you watched it? And he said, oh, I'm going to. I started it and I was tired, so I'll watch it. And there's a minute in it where it's like, yes. There are people touting it as the greatest moment in TV ever. Ever, maybe not ever, but it gave me goosebumps like it, giant ones. It was the whole thing was yeah. If if that's what the idea was of the writers at first, that was the whole point of Eddie the whole way through, as well as being Justin's friend and the person that you know looked after him in high school and what have you. But it just if if it was for that, it made me all emotional at the end. Then I'm then I'm happy. I'm I'm not very happy that they did what they always do, which is. Well, don't give anything away. Yeah, but do you like him? Do you like him? Oh, you like her, do you? Think she could be the next Squirrel Girl, do you? <laughs> <laughs> talk, talk, talk. Yeah. 
Uh, what have been listening to? Um, what have I been listening to? That's what I asked. Yes, you did. <laughs> Uh, maybe mainly the little ones' music, to be honest. All oh, right, you've been doing lots of ferrying and whatnot. Yeah, and she's really into the songs that she likes, so she sings them at the top of oh, her voice. Oh yes, I know. <laughs> so she was giving it beans this morning with a bit of Scarlett Johansson from Sing. Right. Yeah, like little four-year-old beside me going, "Follow my heart into defile." <laughs> it's very good. Nice stuff. I well, I already told you what I was doing. I, I went through memory lane. I was just doing the best hits of oh, yeah, yeah. 2005. I went back in, I think, to 1993. Forgetting I think I got that we'd had this, this conversation and I'd already made a playlist for you like that. Yes. Well, yeah, I went through and wrecked that's what mic. I do, isn't it? I forget these things. And I just... Um, you wrecked the mic. Wrecked the mic. So if you want to if you want to listen to some of these, you can look for the Spotify playlist called Wreck the Mic and... It'll be Samantha there, and you'll be able to follow it and have a listen as she updates them. Yes, <laughs> there's some there's some really terrible songs. Awful, on Awful, but they're so good you, when you're cleaning. You know what? You, you'll listen to them in the car and you'll sing along to them, but you'll have the windows wound up. I think when you listen. Yeah, to... why do you do that? You listen to the music you're listening to. Put the windows down. But I do it too. It's like. Mm. Yeah, I don't want anyone to know that I'm listening to this, but I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Oh no, I made that noise. I don't know that woman makes. Involuntary. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you been Have you been reading yet? Have you not found time? I haven't found time yet. That's fair. There's enough. so much to do. Isn't there just so much? I've been playing. Dun, dun, dun. Daisy. Mm. Okay. <laughs> As you know. Shocker. It's the the Raccoon City UK server. You can find it if you search. You change your search parameters for just Europe. But aren't you a bit special now? Well, what's this sound? Whoop, whoop. It's the sound of the police. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, as part of the clan that I'm in, because it's one of the ones that have been around for forever on the server, we get special We get special job. I've, I'm now uh, a policeman. I can go to the admin store and then get myself a free shirt and pants. Your father would be so proud. A shotgun with uh, immobilising bullets. Wow. And we we police the safe zone. Mm-hmm. If someone's been a whatever, we'll hit them with one of these bullets that knocks you out straight away. And we handcuff you. And we sit on your back so you can't wriggle out those handcuffs. And it's an admin that'll decide what's going to happen to you. Depends on the infringement. They may well just execute you there. Oh, right. But we're just the police. We don't have that say-so. It's It's up to the admins whether or not they uh, they killed this particular survivor of the apocalypse. Uh, the person, um, one of the other people that we've got, one of the admins, she's, um, she's basically in charge of the shop. And anything that you need, you give her nails, she'll give you the thing that you wanted. Mm-hmm. Easy concept. She's called Ems, mm-hmm. and she has a website of her own mm-hmm. called relentlesslypurple.com, Purple. where she yeah she reviews uh, horror books that kind of thing. Oh right! But she also talks about the Daisy server that I'm on. So if you want to know more about the server in a bit more detail, then go and have a look at relentlesslypurple.com. I might eat as well because I'm into horror books. I haven't had a good one in a while. 
Yeah, she seems to, to, to... That's the thing that she's into, and that's what she reviews. So, yeah, stick your head in. See if there's any books that you like and what have you. And you can come back to us, can't you? Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, you just reminded me, speaking of Survivors, yeah. you asked me about what we're watching, and uh, I've watched WWE Money in the Bank, and I feel like some of the people that listen to this are probably going to be into the wrestling. So right. we need to acknowledge that little Liv Morgan won Miss Money in the Bank, which she's given you... Uh, a contract to ask for a title match at any point within the next 12 months and she did it on the night and she won against cool. against Ronda Rousey this right. this girl's 5 foot 2 and uh, she beat her okay and Ronda Rousey gave her a hug cuz it was deserved it was very exciting i bet very very exciting i'm not even into this little little Liv Morgan she's sort of a bit annoying looking she sort of looks like the sort of person i wouldn't want to be friends with right um, but fair play to the girl. She really did well, and she won. Skills. There's the wrestling update. Oh, yeah, we've got some extra news as well mm-hmm. as regards to Twitter. Mm. We're now being followed by Robin Young. Great. She's Bond girl from uh, For Your Eyes Only. Amazing. <laughs> she was a, a playboy at the time, and in true patriarchy style, there was a little mini... A competition between the girls to see who's going to be in the next Bond movie, which Albert uh, R. Broccoli and Hugh Hefner judged. Right. And she won. And right. shows she's in the film. Very nice. Okay. Which is nice, isn't it? Also, we've got to say Alu Al-Mal mm-hmm. to everyone in, in South Africa. And I hope that I said that right in Afrikaans. We reached number 29... In the TV review podcasts for for South Africa. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So thank you to our listeners there and everywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hopefully we'll get onto some more charts. Oh, we will. (laughs) I'm I'm in it now, so, you know, it's a different way of doing it. Different kettle of ball games. Oh, dear God. (laughs) Dear Lord in heaven. Right. Okay, so today we're watching The Wall, Pink Floyd. Okay. It's the start of our musical season. You've obviously listened to some of it mm-hmm. because you would have been subjected to it by me. Is there anything you know, uh, anything at, about this film? No. No. I'm blind. I'm going in blind and dry. Okay, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I, was I was wondering what you're doing there. <laughs> You had your eyes like, uh, what's his face? Because having a diabetic moment. It was because of the, the what's called get ready to rumble. I was thinking of PJ Duncan and, uh, when he got blinded, perhaps. I don't know. There was a lot going on in my head then. Yeah, was there? No, <laughs> yeah. come back in the room. <laughs> no. Uh, right, it's directed by Alan Parker. He's mm. the one that directed Avita, Midnight Express, I The Commitments, Angela's Ashes, Fame, Bugsy Malone, Did, stuff yeah. like that. So he's got a, a good pedigree, especially working with musicians. So when he did Evita, he also did lots of stuff for Madonna separately. So he did he's done a lot a lot of odd things for Pink Floyd mm. at the same time. It stars Bob Geldof from the Boomtown Rats. Okay. Who didn't want to do it because he doesn't like Pink Floyd's music. Right. That's what he told his his agent in the back of a taxi said to him. Listen, you you know, do you want to do this? And he said no because I don't like the music. And it got back to Roger Waters, not through the press or anybody else, but that taxi driver was Roger Waters' 
brother. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you in trouble? Uh, but it was a, it was a, it was all good. He went and did it in the end and whatnot, as as you know. Otherwise, he wouldn't be st- starring in it. No, I'm going to ask you honestly. <laughs> yeah. And I want you to look me dead in the eye. Yeah. Is this a good film? No, it is a good film. Um, he didn't look me dead in the eye, folks. Yeah, it's um, so Alan Parker walked off set a few times. Mm-hmm. because Roger Waters is a force to be reckoned with. This is the thing about Pink Floyd. They started off with, you know, brief history. So you've got the original lineup with Sid Barrett. Sid Barrett, we know, took too much LSD when he was already suffering with either schizophrenia, bipolar, something like that. They didn't really know. And the people around him weren't equipped to understand mm. and and try and monitor him and, and stop mm-hmm. him and what have you so he went off and they had to re- they started replacing him live with dave gilmore their friend just was playing the guitar bits for for sid until he left and you know they said to dave you're now part of it and then that's the core group mm-hmm. that you follow right up until the wall where it ends again it's once them lot were together, they carried on with their psychedelic noodling and trying to get their sound. And obviously by 73, they got it because of a Dark Side of the Moon. You can hear bits of Dark Side of the Moon in metal and things like that. Anyway, all the way through, blah, 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 up until the 80s. And what happened was it, it was very collaborative up until Wish You Were Here. That's the last collaborative thing that they did. And then it just became Roger Waters was in charge of everything and by and the wall is basically him it is the room mm. this is my this is my film this is my life this is this is what this is to him <laughs> um it's a sort of you know some truths have been you know whatever because they're talking about pink as opposed to roger waters but you can see the beats of his life and the things that have affected him through this through this movie alan parker said that this was the most expensive student film ever made. Right. So what year was it made? Uh, 82, was it? 82. Right. So I wasn't even born yet. No, you wasn't even born yet. I think that you'll like it. There's bits in it that are grim. Mm. Yeah. Are they grim or are they like... No, there's things that... There's, there's, there's Nazism and racism. There's rape. There's self self-harm. There's there's points in his life that you know really affect you so much that I'll cry watching it because I'm frowning now. I don't like this sort of thing. I'm a uh, Disney girl. I know. Well, let's see what you think. I'm a Disney girl that likes wrestling. Wrestling. Well, I we'll see what goes on. Right, just before we do go and watch it, you need to know about the scoring system. Okay. All right. So there is only six categories worth twenty points each. That add up to twenty percent. Mm-hmm. 120%. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So, <laughs> the first worth 20 points is the beginning, the opening of the film. Okay. What, does it grab you? Does it, is it a sense of a story itself? That kind of thing. It, it's like the first chapter of a book. You can, you can pick it up and you read it and you decide, am I going to enjoy this or am I not? Yeah. So if you want to try and keep that separate to everything that happens after it, because it may go downhill, it may go uphill, but just try and keep that beginning separate. Okay. Okay. The next is the acting. 
and that mm. can be anyone that's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you can give special mentions, talk about one particular character, the surprise characters. You know, because Bob Hoskins is in this. Mm. Um, just so again, twenty points. The next one is the direction and the production of the film. So, what do you think of the director? How they have presented this to you? So, okay. is there anything that you think? they were aiming for and they got or they didn't is there anything clever little tricks that you notice while you're watching it what's the thing you say swing and a miss swing and a miss that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and the production is just what does it feel like is this cheap is it rushed is it does it look like it had issues that kind of thing okay okay Uh, the next is music Mm -hmm. very big part of a musical (laughs) indeedy and then next is the plot and the script Mm mm-hmm 20 points for what you think of the overall story of it. Did the lines work? That kind of thing. Okay. Any, yeah. And then the last one's bonus again. Because even if it's a bad movie, you might say that this is the best bad movie ever. The music may be terrible. The directing may be terrible. But in the bonus, you can elevate it. We'll see. Let's go and watch The War. Okay. See you in a minute. Bye, everybody. Wish me luck. And welcome back to the Pod Blast. Hello. Right, first of all, did you enjoy watching that movie? No. No? No. Sorry. I know you love them. Yeah. If it was in three parts, it would have been better. What do you mean? If he'd have done three films about his younger years, and then the struggle as a struggling artist, and then the struggle as a... So the problem Artists. so the problem for you is that it wasn't long enough. There's too much in it. Right. Too much. All the way like it's just too much crammed in. Okay, fair enough. Right then. Let's start the scoring. Okay. Uh the opening, the beginning. I didn't have a clue what was happening. Yes. Not even a a little bit. Not even a tiny bit. No. No. Like could not grasp what was happening. Well, that's fine. That that shouldn't affect your scores. Why? We didn't know what was going. We're talking about the opening of a movie and whether or not it creates something. It does either before the titles or at the, or at the you know the mm-hmm. the beginning when usually when we see the uh, protagonist. You know what what does it do? That for me with the the hotel hallway, with the mouse eye view, which was very odd. Just slowly pan up to to just noises and then one of the doors opens and it's a cleaner and we're going to see what's behind that door and that's where the opening sequence ends and it becomes the titles i want to know what's through the door i want to know what the noises are i want to know what's what's going to happen when she opens the doors are going to be something shocking i was being really thick i thought it was all that whole long drawn out sort of bit at the beginning was the beginning that is that's what i'm talking about right okay i just seem more than yow i've given it i've still only given it a five Mm. out of 20 because you know it's very art house Mm -hmm. 
and I would have wanted more. Right. Okay. What have you given it? I gave it a zero. You gave it a zero? Yeah. Flipping it. Not a clue what was happening. Couldn't, couldn't grasp it at all. You don't have to have a clue. You can, it's no, whether or not it grabs you. It didn't. It didn't. Because I didn't know what was happening. I was very, I really didn't understand what I was watching. Okay. What about the acting? What have you given it out of 20? I gave it a 10. Okay. Because uh, Geldof was doing what he was meant to be doing. Okay. Um, you couldn't. I don't think it's fair to say the acting of other people because you couldn't hear them. Yeah, it was. It was. It was like it was supposed to be on a stage. Yeah, it's very visual. It's all, almost like lame, lame Miz in that every word is spoke. Uh, every spoken word is sung. Except it wasn't because they were speaking. You mm. could hear them, just not really very well. Yeah. So it was just scaled off really. The rest of them. It was like bits from old eighties TV. Yeah. Behind okay. the scenes stuff. Well, I've given it, I've only given it an eight because mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know. It, you could tell that this, you know, this is the only time we've really seen Bob Geldof act and there's a reason for it. I wasn't, I wasn't behind him. He did some things in this that we'll talk about, like the eyebrow bit. The eyebrow bit, he was always, he was only meant to do his eyebrows and he, and he decided to do his chest mm-hmm. and what have you. Which is, which I suppose that's good. You know, actors are meant to do that kind of thing. But I don't know. I just he was the only actor in it, and I thought he did the job. No, because Bob Hoskins was there, and although you didn't really hear him speak, you knew who he was, what his motivation was, and do, do you know what I mean? He was a well-rounded character. Just because he didn't speak doesn't mean that it was any less of a, a normal performance from him. Oh, well, I disagree. He can't have been a well-rounded character. I didn't know who he was until the very end bit when they were trying to wake him up. Okay, yeah, that's that's fair enough. But films sometimes work this way, don't they? Where they don't give you everything until the very end. It's a bit of pulp fiction. Yeah, but they were speaking I mean? at least of an idea. He could have been anyone earlier on. He, he could have. Oh, we're going to disagree here, aren't we? Yeah, I think so. Little Nell was in it. Was she it? was one of the groupies. Oh, I didn't recognise her. Yeah. the um, I think the headmaster, he's very believable. They use him again in um, in one of the music videos from the final cut. It's, um, yeah, if you if you think of a headmaster, or, a, you know, that can come to mind. Him and Bronson out of Grangeill. Didn't watch Grangeill. Did you not? Too young. He was great, Bronson. He played Hitler a couple of times, did Bronson. That's how good of a teacher he was. Right. <laughs> he was in Remembrance of the Daleks as well, playing okay. a teacher. Right. <laughs> uh, right, okay. So I've given less, to be fair. I thought Geldof did a... I understood what it was he was doing. Mm-hmm. And that, that's... Yeah, so he got that. All right, fair enough. Uh, what have you given for the directing and the production overall? I gave it a 10. Cool, I gave it a 15. Why are you 10? My 10 is, it was very 80s. Like, the animation was very 80s. And the look of uh, Geldof when he was um, dressed all in his black and stuff. Oh, yes. A very popular 80s, mid-80s look, that. So they were slightly ahead there. Yeah. With that look. Um, and I got what they were aiming for. I did get that. I felt like I was watching a stage play from the inside of somebody's mind, but they'd managed to bring the mind out. So you're watching a stage play from the inside perspective mm-hmm. on the outside. 
I got that. So the director was doing a, a good job. Yeah. I think the directing in this is is good. It's some of it's like the 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 going into animations were quite seamless. Mm-hmm. It looks like a, a a complete piece. It reminded me of the BFG the animation, very similar to the BFG. Yeah, it was Gerald Scarf that did it. Like I say, he did. Uh, oh no, I didn't tell you about him before, did I? He was the production designer for things like Disney's Hercules. Oh, right. He's a cartoonist and illustrator. You're more likely to see his stuff like in the Times, right? Well, that it, kind of thing. A very similar style to the BFG. Yeah, I think that's the trouble with things like this. They're, you know, for you to say, it's, oh, it's, it's very eighties. Well, yeah, it's, it's quite good. I think it's almost documentary style no, the way it, wasn't it is eighties. Uh, I was going to say that about the the production of it. You know, there's only one bit where it just sort of lost it was the war scenes looked like they'd been filmed on Talaka Beach. Well, that was part of my confusion because I didn't get that at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I didn't. It didn't make sense. Right. Well, the, the, that part of it, that's the only part of the production. But obviously it would have been very expensive to actually recreate the trenches. Mm-hmm. I think um, everything else, the, the the stuff set just after the war and whatnot almost look like documentary footage because it's got that old she- sort of crackly sheen to it all now it feels like this bit may have been filmed then you know just like the people are with Heidi High mm-hmm. not Heidi High um, Call the Midwife ha- Happy Days yeah. ha- Happy Days a lot of people presume that was you know because it's so old now we go alright well we presume it was filmed in the 50s then wasn't it it's got really old feel about it but really Call, call the Midwife does too yeah, mm-hmm. well, it's that kind of thing. It's a really good production values in this, and that's what I was, that's what I was into. It did look like a, an expensive period drama for for most of it. It's just those beach beach scenes. Obviously, that would have cost quite a bit of money. Mm-hmm. And if you've got a director going in and out of production, and you've got a writer who has got the powers of God. Because normally you just buy a script off a writer and that's as much input as they have. From then on, it's nothing to do with them. But with with it being Roger Waters. Okay, what did you... Uh, all right, this is the big one now. Um, it's a big one for me. It's, it's, it's obvious what it's going to score with me. Mm. Music. I gave it a 15. Oh, very good. And the reason I gave it a 15 is because the music. if the music hadn't been on, I would not have known what was happening. The words in the music tell me what was happening in the film. Yeah, well, that was the point of the directing, wasn't it? That there was there was hardly any spoken word outside of the songs. Like I say, it's like Les Mis. Yep. But and the film is fit around the album, mm-hmm. so that's that was the drive of the whole thing. But you know, like the actual lyrics. Yes. I did not have a clue until. He said the first time he said brick in the wall and it's shown the memorial to his dad. Yeah. I did not have a freaking clue what was happening until that moment. So I had to follow what he was saying in order to follow what I was seeing. Yeah. I found it very confusing. Um, Right. Okay. Well, I wonder if that's just because you're not used to the subject matter then. You're not used to, you're not as deep down into it as us Pink Floyd fans. So the film is what we already know and it's just an it's just a if you like a, a long video 
to one of our favourite albums. Mm. You know I found I mean? it so confusing it's giving me a headache. Okay, fair enough. I gave it a 20, obviously. Mm-hmm. I should have minus points because I was not into Bob Geldof singing at all. He, There was nothing wrong with the original recordings and they've used Roger Waters' voice or Dave Gilmore's voice all the way through for everything else. So why why the director decided to film, you know, to record Bob Geldof singing? Because it it tonally doesn't fit. It's like when someone does a cover, they want to put their spin on it and it becomes something completely different. And you're like, well, you ain't got the right to do that. Right, but you're messing with Pink Floyd. Watching it, who's never seen it before? I actually thought it was good. Yeah, I like those bits when he sang, or talk sang, or whatever it is Geldof does. Yeah, like well, the, Roger Waters talk sings. That's that's the thing. It's it's not a million miles removed. What they've done is they just changed the tempo of the way he's saying it. He's made that his own. Mm-hmm. Like when you know, but I quite like that. How do you mean? What I was like... it? What was it? Uh, about just changed it a bit just oh there's people talking and, and it's like happening there's something happening yeah oh yeah but what i'm saying is that that is also in the original album you should listen to the album i think i have yeah i'm sure throughout this last two years i have listened to that album yeah i'm not sure in bits yeah but that's not how you're meant to listen to a, a pink floyd I've never, album. I'd ne- i would not have the chance to sit and listen to an album to that album yeah, but that's the only way to really the only way they are, they are like a film. I mean, I watched the Dorothy Gale one. Listen to that album. What one? You put that on the Wizard of Oz one. We watched that. Oh, Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, I've listened to that. Yeah, well, there you go. You can do. Dark Side of the Moon was included in the poetry in that, wasn't it as well? Mm-hmm. Where uh, he gets his uh, his hands cuffed. Mm-hmm. Does it? I don't know. I don't remember. No. We watched it with the little one, do you remember? All right, okay. Um, what have you given it for plot and script? And hopefully within this now, while we're while we're visiting this section, we can clear some things up. Okay. So what have you given it? I gave it a two. A two? I didn't understand the plot. I didn't... Um, what script? It wasn't a script. Right. I couldn't hear what anyone was saying. Okay. And I, and, and I tried, I really tried. I was really concentrating. Um, but I found it very, very confusing. Um, right. Like, I didn't get what the maggots were for. And I tell you when I understood what was happening, it was at the end, when the different cartoons turned into the diff- the main different characters yeah, the trial. that irritated him. I was like, oh, okay, that's who they were. Right, that makes sense. That was the, that was it. That was when I thought, I thought right, I understand now. Okay. Um, it was too artsy. It was. It's one of those things that unless you're really into it, you're not going to understand what's happening, which is exactly what's just happened. I don't know. If there's people out there that have never seen it, watch it and tell me what you think. I've given the plot and the script 20 because the majority of it is just Pink Floyd lyrics. It's, it's the wall being played mm-hmm. out in front of us. So I'm not going to argue with those lyrics even though some of them are very strange. I, I'm not sure anyone's felt like their hands are balloons, Mr. Gilmore, but there you go. <laughs> um, what was it? So he, we know what the point of the film is. So the point of the war, is, uh, the point of the film is that it's it's anti-war. It's anti-established uh, way of educating. It's, it's anti... 
materialism. Is it though? Yes. But that doesn't come across. It really does. It really it, doesn't. And and it is so in your face in this face. It's not even as if the metaphors are hidden. The you know the wall, and, yeah, and the uh, fact yeah. that these these things are bricks in that wall. But and, you're a good forty minutes in before you see the wall. Yeah, because it hasn't been built yet. That's the point, isn't it? We're we're watching the building of the wall. So he's there. He's just about to go and perform. And so very, very, you know, in a brief time, we see everything that has got him to that point and why this man that we have just, has just been presented to us on screen seems to be completely brain dead. And so we have this, and so we have his, his life back and forwarding through. But you explained that to me. You told me that was what was happening. Right. The film did not. Okay. I, all right. Okay. I, I'm just saying that th- this is, that is what it was, and you know. Yeah, you're saying that, and, I, and that's because you know and you've seen it and you understand. But if you hadn't said to me, "This is what is happening," I didn't understand where we were going. I didn't understand. I, I I got it was showing us bits from his childhood. Yeah. And you know the lyrics matched what the scene with the kids stomping across. That was I got that. Yeah, that was fine. But I didn't get what why. We were, what was happening I didn't understand we were watching the wall being built I didn't understand we were waiting for him to go on 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 his show yeah and do his gig I got that he was having issues with his wife um I found it yeah very um incoherent so okay yeah but we we see things like that now like like pulp fiction where things are presented to you out of out of um, sequence. But that's another film I don't like. Right. If you recall. All right. Well, that's because of the violence in it and whatnot. No, no I don't like the rape scene at all, but I don't like the film Pulp Fiction. Right, okay. Don't get it. Well, I'm very much into that. Oh, no. That means all <laughs> all kind of art house cinema I'm going to have to try and avoid. and Not avoid, keep... but we will have this where we disagree. Yeah. Because I don't get it. Right, okay. Uh, right, well, it's... I don't I think the plot and the script were great because of, like I say, because I'm a big fan of the wall. It has its place in every issue. Everyone should have a copy of it. I think everyone did at one point. The same with Dark Side, the 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 Moon. I think that didn't leave the charts for 27 years or something. Mm-hmm. It's and then it went back in again. Like Abba. Yeah, it's <laughs> culturally the. They're massive. This is his magnum opus. This is the thing that he was building to. This is the thing that Roger Waters created when he had almost complete overall control at this point. He, he'd he sacked uh, Richard Wright by this point as well, the, the keyboardist. I, I think because he was having a coke problem, Richard Wright, and... I don't know. The thing is, it just he rubbed Roger Waters up the wrong way, and then he started bringing him back in again as a session, hmm. a keyboardist. He was paying for him just for the sessions, because he realised what he was missing when they when he got rid of Waters. He, he, I mean, uh, of of Rich Wright. Yeah, because I asked you where the rest of the band were, and you said it's it's not about them. <laughs> it's really not about them. It's it is about. Roger Waters and like I say at this point he was 
he, he was godlike. Mm. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing he could do. I mean, to the point of he was doing with this film, it wasn't just a film. It was it was first toured as an album. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they take the wall on tour, you listen to the complete album, and slowly through the set, they would, the wall would be built during the songs until they're behind a wall and the last brick goes in and they continue to play, even though the audience can't even see (laughs) who's playing. They don't care who's playing. And then finally, the wall breaks. That comes from a moment at a concert where Roger Waters got so frustrated at the fans that he started spitting at them. Mm. And he, he just had, you're not even listening. What are you doing here? They were used to, back in the day, when they had those small clubs, when they first started, and they were doing psychedelia-type uh, music, mm-hmm. they would do these 15, 20-minute long pieces, and everyone would just be high, mm-hmm. listening to them. Uh, and then they went, and people were shouting and jumping. And... and then what happened with that place was people started getting on to the fact that, oh, people who use LSD, and they're listening to this underground music, let's go. And so the popular kids started coming into, like, the UFO club they played at the popular kids would come in and so their audience changed it was no longer the people that they were mm-hmm. that the music was meant for if you like and so that building all the way through i mean now they're listening to to middle-aged conservative accountants and that's not what they were ever meant to be that's um but again you knowing about the wall being built on the stage made sense for you in the movie yeah no i don't know that yeah, I I know I I know we we went into this the that we we went into, I I really should have forced the wall on you at some point, but it's very difficult to get someone to listen to music, isn't it? Because it's when have you got five minutes to listen? To, That's what I'm saying. Do, I, I you don't... specifically listen to music? It doesn't happen a lot nowadays, does it? It's I don't it's, do it at all. Yeah, it's songs that you listen to in the car. That's what I mean, unless it's on in the car and I'm on my own without anybody else in there that demands their music. It's not happening. Yeah. They made some mistakes through through this. This is a lot to do with that changing fan base and what have you. You see all the neo-Nazis that were at the end of the film? Mm. They were neo-Nazis. Real ones. Real ones. They got them in... Yes, for the performance, and because they're quite artsy people, what they thought what they were doing is is showing a lens, you know, magnifying here. This is real. These people exist in our community, and mm-hmm. look at them. And this is, you know, that was the idea. But in the end, it just it it was actually used by the skinheads and I think a sorry not by the skinheads because the skinheads were cool it's Nazi skinheads are different to scar skinheads and what Mm -hmm. have you um so the so the Nazis they there's a there's one lot around London that started calling themselves the hammers I think it was because of Mm. you know and the crossed arms and stuff yeah it it was basically hijacked he thought that he was I mean the the song itself you know, when he's calling out people, that one's got spots, that mm-hmm. one's Jewish. He he thought what he was doing is showing the worst of man, 
this is what this is what happens if you take nationalism too far because that's what happened after the war and the the hole filled by someone who who died someone who died defending their country you're never ever going to be able to live up to that and so you have uber patriotism until you're you're more patriotic than anyone else and we know what that creates it creates ultra right wing views and we're now seeing this film this is what has just happened politically in this country it's happened politically rather than physically rather than riots it's been done with votes with a mumble and a grumble but exactly the same thing has happened and it's all to do with this void left over from nationalism oh it's all watching that film upsets me now more because of because of that i feel you should have told me this before we watched it yeah mm-hmm. well that's the thing I, I prefer for you to go in and 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 to see what's i know you do but just a minute about. ago your face i could see your face not enjoying what i was saying i know i i, I know but that's that's the way it is to you? and i don't want to be pink floyd or i know they are but if we were watching this not on the podcast then my response would have been yeah it was all right that yeah yeah <laughs> all right let's go on to bonus and see if you've given it anything for bonus i gave it a seven well thank you very much i only gave it a 10 to be fair um i gave it a seven because i liked how dapper the kids were yes Did enjoy that yeah. and that um what was it said go on sling your hook yeah I, you don't get to hear that very often anymore and as I said, I like the eyebrow shaving early eighties. Yeah, the the eyebrow shaving itself was because Sid Barrett. They they were all out for dinner one day. Sid Barrett left, had shaved off all his hair and eyebrows and everything. Came sat back down an hour later, as if he'd done nothing, carried on, and that was the start of of it disappearing. And there's pictures of him visiting the set of. Um, Sorry, not the set, the studio when they were doing Wish You Were Here. And he turned up and he was fat and he had his eyebrows shaved and none of them recognised him. You said of of it disappearing. Do you mean of him disappearing? What do you mean? Oh, Sid, before Sid went. You said this was the start of it disappearing. Did you mean this was the start of him disappearing? I don't know. I don't know what you're referring to. I'd have to look back and look at the edit i don't know i don't know how i started right. i ramble don't i um <laughs> so i just talk about my bonuses yeah uh, i'll give it i gave it bonuses for the makeup turning him into the guy from robocop that got the acid over him slowly as they drag him and it becomes a chrysalis of this the ginger fella yeah you know when he gets all yeah Help. Oh, that bit when he's rotting. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. So, so the yeah when he, so the makeup in this is brilliant. I love the animation of the trial. I've, it's I, I don't un, I just love that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's um, the animation was good. They made they they could have made an animated film. To be honest, I think probably, probably would have understood it better. Well, I don't know because again the the themes and what have you go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth within the album. I think it's just. It's always the same things with Roger Waters. It's always war, his mother, madness. You know, it's the it's the same themes, but because they're a big part of him, it goes back and forth. So it's hard to do a narrative for the album that does that. Well, his dad was a conscientious objector, wasn't he? In World War Two. Was he? Yeah, and then had a complete turnaround, joined up and died. 
Oh right. So yeah, it had the, a major effect on them. Yeah, I bet because that would because that would have been pressure from those around them because there were conscientious objectors, mm-hmm. weren't there? And then, you know, we you were told who you were. Mm-hmm. So young men. That's why Walker in Dad's Army is looked at with such derision by the women, because he's a man of fighting age who is there in the home guard mm-hmm. and how dare you be yeah so what do you give it overall 44 a 44 out of 120 mm-hmm. i gave it a 78 it's still far from very it's far from a perfect movie and i've got a question production a production team that pays for nazis to be on set indeed and, you know and gives them money i i that kind of thing. That is odd. It is odd. There's plenty of actors that would just shave their head for a roll. Yeah. I did think they looked very good. They, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, I was like, they they look hardcore, them. But yeah. That's probably because they're nutters. Because they were. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, yeah, nutters, but nutters that have been bred by a system that encourages people to be stupid and by hating yeah, but not everybody's going to walk the path of peace and love, so I'm just going to call those sorts of people that do those sorts of things to people because you look a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Nutters. Yeah. Right, so that was that very quickly round up at the end for that, which is, I think, fine, because the beginning of these podcasts are now getting a little longer as I drone on about this that or the other Mm -hmm. so maybe a snappier ending is a good idea get back to us tell us what what you reckon should we have gone on longer should there be more less points i think they probably want to listen to us have a domestic because uh it's brewing in it because i can see it on your face oh wait let's wait till wait till it goes off folks if i'm not on it next week you know you see next the next next week because what i didn't want to do is is go happy bleak happy bleak happy bleak happy bleak Mm. i'm going to get just bleak out the way. So you've got one Huzzah. more bleak film. We'll get that out the way, and then we'll 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 get ourselves some musicals on the go, okay. which is going to include La La Land because you never got round to see no. it, did you? We're going to watch the first episode of Gallivant, which we haven't seen in the UK. You can't get hold of it in the UK. I had to get it from a Russian pirate. Yep. So, right. so I don't I even to, want to know. I had to send off to Russia to get my copy of Galavant. Well, I thought you meant you met him in Costa or something. No, no. <laughs> uh, so didn't you want to watch Cats? We've got to watch Cats. You've watched that, and I haven't. So that'll be the first time that has ever happened on this pod blast. The entire t- over a year that we've been doing it with Fal and with you, and no one has ever got me to watch something that I haven't watched yet. So story of your life that. So I'm very interested to see what's going on there. Next week is Dancer in the Dark. Okay. Which is a film starring Bjork and a few other people that you'll recognise. Oh, is this the one that you think she should have got an Oscar for? I definitely think she should have got an Oscar. Stay tuned for the next domestic, folks. (laughs) You're going to love it, honestly. I'm going to love it. I don't love everything he thinks I do. I love him. It is It is bleak, though. And I want him to be happy, so I nod and smile. Now I think I may have bitten off more than I can chew. Um, right. 
join us next week. We'll <laughs> uh, we'll get to uh, watching some Dancer in the Dark. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.